What is going on, party people? And welcome back to an episode of the Whatnots Review Show. This is episode 84. Mm -hmm. Uh, Each week here on the show, we have a brand new story to talk about. Uh, Could be a comic, could be a manga, movie, TV show, cartoon, who knows? We rate it, watch it, do what we have to do, come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer. I am joined, as always, by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Doing pretty good. I had a bagel for breakfast. Nice. What kind of bagel? Uh, Plain. What? Plain cream cheese. Classic. Why? (laughs) Don't make fun of me for my bagel habits. There's just My so bagel many habits are perfectly normal. Thank you. There's so many options. You could have a bagel literally titled everything. The everything that, bagel. That's that. all of it. It's too much. You too want much. just a some bagel? Just plain. With plain cream cheese. <laughs> Toasted. Okay. All right. That's at least <laughs> some sort of a flavor. <laughs> <sighs> I swear it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also just pick the default character in every video game you play? Like customize? No thanks. I'll take no, him straight. I'll take Mario. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, <laughs> this week we are talking about Ben Ten Season mm-hmm. One cartoon near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I love the show. Um. This is, we're covering season one, so it's 13 episodes. Uh, This was back from 2005. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how long ago it was. Crazy stuff. Time is flying by, man. Yeah, this is now a whole 14 years old. (laughs) Wow, it's a teenager. Yeah. That's wild. Ben 10's old enough to, like, slow dance. Well, debatable. Well, you, you can slow dance <laughs> at any age, but, like, you know, go to the dance, ask out a you know, crush from science class you really like. You're young enough that it is still just science class. It's not a specific subject like chemistry yeah. yet. Just science. You ask yeah. your crush out. You try and, like, gingerly slow dance with them. Ben 10's that old now. <laughs> That's that's the face that 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 you make, um, yeah. So I I first saw this show, I want to say twenty eleven, twenty twelve, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, it was on Netflix, and I was watching it when I was out in Texas. Mm-hmm. I lived out there for like a year or so, uh, and this was just one of the shows. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put this on. It seems like a neat show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the church I went to at the time, there was a young kid there who was super into Ben 10. He was like, Ben 10. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch this show too. This sounds I'll fun. I'll take this recommendation of a child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's fantastic. I love it. Or at least I, 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 I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into it in just a sec. But Melissa, 
I wanted to know what your experience was watching this. Did did you like it? Did you have general thoughts and stuff that you want to say? When this first came out, I was just outside of cartoon watching age. Like I and before I had come back into it. I think mm-hmm. while I was in like, high oh, school. I'm too cool for cartoons. I'm an n- adult now. Yeah. I think from like eighth grade through to like freshman year of college, all the years when Lost was airing, I stopped being interested in cartoons and tried to be interested in serious adult dramas. So this one missed me entirely. I remember my brother watching it. I'd seen enough little bits of it to get the premise of the show, Mm -hmm. but I never sat down and watched it. And I know it's such a fan favorite and it keeps coming back. And this is something people genuinely love. So I thought it was about time I give it a try and see more than Here we three are. minutes at a time. Yeah. It, I can definitely see why it is so popular. And it's a really strong like sci-fi action adventure series. I kind of like mm-hmm. the mythology it's starting to build here. But it does feel very dated now. Like it cartoons does, yeah. have grown a lot in these 14 years. And uh <laughs> This it felt dated. I like I had a little bit of trouble getting into it personally. Okay. Well, in its defense, season mm. one is basically set up for the rest of the show. Okay. It's it's one of those sh- shows where it's like season one is okay. Like it's 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 g- g- good. It's starting to mm-hmm. build up things, but the show really picks up in season two and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that as as i'm sure you could kind of tell at the end of season one yeah. it's like oh okay they're actually starting to get into some secrets and stuff that's mm-hmm. happening behind the scenes here huh okay yeah and i imagine uh, that all the problems i had with season one probably are rectified in season two and going forward after that i just didn't get I'm to watch that far assuming so yeah yeah um but yeah, like I, 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 I just have such a fond memory of this show because I, I watched, I think, this show and then immediately afterwards got into Star Wars Clone Wars, okay. which is also a fantastic show and also has that like season one problem where it's like, <laughs> it's okay, it's a mm-hmm. good show, but season two and after is amazing. Um, so you watched Ben 10 as an adult for the first time. Yes. What is it about it that charmed you enough to keep going to season two and beyond as an adult? <laughs> uh, I I think I think I liked kind of. All right. Well, first of all, it's made by Man of a- a- mm-hmm. Action, uh, which they are a collective of creative t- type people. They help develop stories. They'll write comics. They'll do story boards and stuff and stuff like that. They they are just an idea house. Okay. Um, they also worked on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Okay. Uh, I know one of their members also made one of my favorite comics. I I I kill giants. Oh, um, I've heard of that one. They also worked on the Generator Rex cartoon. Oh, as well okay. as the Big Hero Six cartoon. Right? Okay, I think it's the yeah. I think they did the cartoon, if not manga, on that. 
Yeah. As well. Yeah, I've heard sure. I've yeah. heard good things about Generator Rex. I know that's one that was canceled early and it had a fan base that was really mm-hmm. lamenting the fact that they couldn't get to see it continue. Yeah, so they've they've done all sorts of stuff. Um and I I I just I really like the idea of what they do that it's like hey, we're not a a, a group of people that makes movies. Mhm. And that's it. It's like, no, we'll we'll make a movie if that's what we want to do. Yeah. But we'll make a comic book if that's what we want to do. Or if someone else has an idea for a, sto- a story, like, we can consult and, like, help you d- 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 develop that and stuff like that. I'm just like, I like that. Yeah. That sounds neat. I want to mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Um, so I like them and their work. But then on top of that, I think it has a really simple premise. Yeah. Uh, and it has a great story engine where there is this kind of monster of the week. Uh, yeah. Hey, this is just a normal kid with a watch that gives him powers to turn into 10 different I- 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 alien species uh, mm-hmm. for a short time. And if he uses that power, then he has like a cooldown. Mm-hmm. time so it's not just like he's this all powerful yeah. switching back and forth uh but then there's an evil alien who's after him mm-hmm. uh who's like trying to get that watch and so it makes this really nice story engine yeah. where problems occur there's kind of like this men in b- in black yes. scenario where like they're checking out this weird stuff that's happening, uh, but they're like, "Oh no, that's totally not in Alien. Forget what you guys saw. That was just a monster because mm-hmm. monsters are normal." <laughs> um, so I like that stuff. But then once they do start getting into more of the lore and building the show the show out it gets into uh like multiple it's it's not as monster of the wake they do have episodes that are like two or three parts they start to have actual Mm storylines there's a lot more character development um you learn more about the plumbers uh which is something that comes up at the end of the show but yeah it's it's good i i I like it i recommend it a lot I do like that there are very clear rules on, mm-hmm. I mean, not super duper clear. It's not like, well, I have 90 seconds to be this monster. And then I cool down for one hour. But you know how it works. You know what it does and what it doesn't do. And yeah. I like that, that we've got a very clear sense of how things are going to work. Exactly. Like he's he has limitations. It's not, not the sort of loose amorphous like free-flowing a mm-hmm. uh, kid with superpowers adventure like yeah. he's superpowers under very specific parameters only mm-hmm. which i i think i like just how simple that that, that, yeah. that is so uh well i kind of did a synopsis in my long mm-hmm. rant of why i like this show um it's just about a young boy who's on summer vacation with his grandfather and his cousin. He thinks it's going to be the worst time ever. Uh, and they are camping. And this meteor hits. 
he goes to investigate and he gets this special watch that allows him to turn into 10 different aliens. And there's Vilgax who's after him because he wants that watch. So there you go. Uh, anything else to add to that before we get into housekeeping and spoilers? Ah, uh, I think I could just save everything for the spoiler section. Let's do some housekeeping, then we'll really dive into this. Cool. Uh, well, if you guys did not know, we have multiple podcasts here at mm-hmm. The Whatnot, so be sure to go check them out on our website, which is thewhatnots.com. Uh, or you can listen to them all on your favorite podcasting platform. Just type in the whatnots and all of our shows will pop up. Uh, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can throw us your pocket change. Uh, you guys can get access to the live streams of this show. You guys can get episodes early. You guys can get exclusive content, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, and we also want to give a big shout out to our Patreon supporters at the $5 tier. So thank you, Sam. And thank you, Christine. Thank uh, you. For all your support. It means a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Does. Okay. Let's get into spoilers. Yeah. There we go. Spoiler alert. This isn't necessarily a spoiler because it's pretty apparent from like episode one. But I think the biggest issue I had with like getting into the show is that Ben himself comes across as pretty abrasive. He's kind kind of of a a brat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he constantly bickers with Gwen and it never really lightens up. Like the moments of like camaraderie they have are so few and far between and they go so hard at each other like it's all Mm -hmm. it's constant arguing and name calling and insults and i feel like this is something dweeb yeah (laughs) they say dweeb like 20 times over like 13 (laughs) episodes it's tiring and that's something cartoons have just gotten away from in the years since then and watching this really better at so it's not annoying or at least it's funny. That's something else that, that bugged me about the show. I'm like, this isn't very funny. It's not <laughs> like it's trying for jokes. Like sometimes it tries for jokes and they're kind of weak, but other times it's just like straightforward exposition and action stuff. Like yeah. there's in ep- uh, the episode where they go to visit the great aunt in the retirement community and grandpa's <laughs> like, watch out. She's a pincher. She like pinches Gwen's cheeks and she grimaces and she pinches Ben's cheek and he grimaces and like, is that it? Was that a joke? <laughs> Were you supposed to put a joke in there? Like, it just happens. <laughs> I I feel like some of that stuff isn't even, like, meant to be jokes. Like, no no punchline. But it's mm-hmm. this, it's this, like, feeling of being a kid. Maybe you have that, like, sibling that you argue mm-hmm. with all the t- time. It's summer vacation, so you want to do what you want, but you can't. And so it's just yeah. idea of, like, you're not in control. Like, you just, I, I hate it when g- grandma pinches my cheeks. <laughs> but there's this, this the weird 
there's this weird spot that feels like it should be open for a joke because they just right. do the exact same thing a second time. <laughs> like, what's this? It's already been established. You're not heightening this. You're not escalating this. Maybe Nothing the joke changes. Is that there is no joke? <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of moments like that where I'm like, oh, there's you guys could have used somebody coming in here and like, yeah, punching it up. But what I was yeah. saying is that earlier is that. In recent years, cartoons have made heroes that are a little bit more uh, sensitive and nervous and fallible and more emotional. Like earlier mm -hmm. this year, we watched Gravity Falls, which is a show yes. about these twin siblings with their great uncle doing supernatural adventures. Like not terribly dissimilar from Ben 10. And the policy that the creators set out when he created the show and was like working on this with various writers and storyboarders was the twins like each other. They are friends. They are on each other's side. There might be like very light teasing or bickering, but they are, they love each other and they are one cohesive unit. And, mm -hmm. you know, you think about Dipper and he's nervous and he's, you know, got all these <laughs> the quirks and like things that worry him and he has friends he cares about and he has like guilt and moments of like sympathy and hope and just like all of these emotions and this yeah. great relationship with his sister and then here's ben and he just wants to eat ice cream and play video games and collect toys and he's constantly yelling at his cousin he never tries to understand her he like he has That's what and they young boys like to do that's what i do <laughs> i don't think they didn't feel realistic to me. I think there was like a block there where I'm like, I can't uh -huh. relate to these kids because I've never acted like this. I've never okay. known people that acted like this. Like they're so, I, there's, there is something abrasive about them. Like they don't have these quieter, like introspective, sensitive moments. And like they establish early on, like Ben has a sense of right and wrong. Like he stops the kids from bullying that other kid at school before we see him leave for summer vacation but even then he's just like hey cut it out that's not right and then like the bullies end up like giving him a wedgie and hanging, hanging him, him from a tree branch tree, too yeah. and the other kids like thanks ben like there's nothing like he doesn't care about the kid the kid doesn't care about him he like, just wants no to be cool is, is yeah. the thing. like he's trying hard to be cool yeah and like a sense of right and wrong is part of being a hero and being a hero is cool. Yes. Like there's yeah. not a lot of That's real exactly. emotion behind him stopping a villain. Yeah. Which is part of the show like that, that he starts out like that and he is now this like intergalactic hero mm -hmm. fighting aliens and his grandfather is there to kind of be his uncle Ben and yeah. and stuff like that. And so over the course of the show, sure, he learns that. He starts to mm -hmm. tell him, like, hey, you actually do need to care about people. Like, you, you, like you, you can't just try to be cool all the time, right? You actually need to learn to work with your cousin because mm -hmm. she actually is smart. Like, she yeah. knows what she's d d doing. Um. You know, you know, it it takes some time, but that is part of the show. Like, hey, he starts out as a jerk. Here's how you learn to care about people. Here's how mm -hmm. you learn to 
protect them here like sure you kind of know what is right and wrong here's why though and here's yeah. you know like how you should act but again that's kind of one of the downfalls of season one mm-hmm. is that we watched this whole season and there is almost no development yeah i think that. he's pretty much the same from episode one to episode 13 yeah yeah so i i totally understand that i i, I will say that i do like that ben and gwen are kind of well-rounded down-to-earth kids and that like Gwen Mm -hmm. is smart and she's good with her computer but she's not a genius and she's not a hacker like she's not unnaturally smart or good with her computer like neither one of them have these big oversized cartoonish traits it's not like she's Mm -hmm. super smart and Ben is like comedically dumb or he's like you know he could eat a foot-long sandwich in one sitting or you know like I I don't know (laughs) like that like goofy cartoon trope think about like shaggy or goku or right, the flash yeah. or a thousand other characters that like ash ketchum had that ash ketchum could just sit down and like demolish an entire unpractical plate of food yeah like that was like his character trait like do you understand what i'm saying <laughs> neither yes. of them does anything that seems unlike spectacular what a normal like 10 or 12 year old could be capable of doing mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. They always felt like they had the normal intelligence level and strength level, et cetera, of a kid their age. It was just yeah. the emotional level that felt like so stunted and simplistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, something else that I didn't like, mm-hmm. and I... I feel like I've had this reaction because I've I've gone back to watch the show. I think this is my third time mm-hmm. now to go watch season one. Um, I I don't like the background oh, artwork. Good, the, good. Te- the textures. I don't, I don't like on that them either. Are awful. I don't understand what it is. So the I imagine so the backgrounds have this like staticky snowy like speckled effect to them yeah and looking at the show i can imagine what their inspirations are maybe like old comic books or like 1950s you know corny b-movie sci-fi alien films but that effect doesn't Mm -hmm. come across like the pointillism of like comic book ink or the kind of old scratchy graininess of a 1950s film it doesn't look like anything like that it just looks like static I kind of always took it as this is just something to separate the characters from the background. Because a lot of older cartoons would have, like, painted backgrounds. And it was an obvious, like, art style change. Yeah. And I think this was pretty much all made digitally, I'm assuming. And so to separate that, it's like, what if we just put this, like, texture on everything but the characters in the foreground? 
It was just like, ooh, yeah, it that, doesn't, that does not look good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't make sense. The characters jump out too much from the background, and it's jarring. Mm-hmm. Like, there's shows, uh, let's take Pokemon again, for instance, where the backgrounds have this more, like, softer watercolor style as opposed yeah. to the very clean-cut lines and bright colors of the characters. But it still looks like they really exist in that world. It doesn't look like they're just, like, stickers you put onto a background Ben 10 has the sticker look. It doesn't look like anybody's ever really there. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like that's one of the things that they fix, which is also Good. why I'm thinking that is like every time I've gone back to watch this show, I'm just like, ooh. That doesn't look good at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, hopefully they fix it. I don't remember, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So apparently uh let's see the franchise consists of five television series and Mm -hmm. four films the latter of which aired between 2007 and 2012 uh the franchise has spanned 13 years and is cartoon network's longest running franchise to date Ooh. There's also a Ben 10 toy line, blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, I mean, this obviously had a lot of sticking power, mm-hmm. right? I, I, I think for the time it was, it was still that like, oh, here's this technology. It's cool. Here's a main <laughs> character who yeah. thinks he's cool. And yeah. he has a, a cousin that's a girl. and she's cool 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 too but they don't like each other (laughs) yeah this also felt like it came from an era i feel like it was a handful of years after this that there stopped being such a clear-cut gender divide in kids cartoons like Mm -hmm. you think about adventure time for instance which premiered in like 2009 i think maybe early 2010 and it's a show about this boy and his man dog brother but like almost every other character in the series is a female. Like it's got this boyish hero, but like almost an exclusively Mm -hmm. female supporting cast. And it's very uh, egalitarian like that. It doesn't feel like a boy's show or a girl's show. Same thing with like Phineas and Ferb or uh, Gravity Falls or anything like that. But this is like, oh, this is a boy's show. This is such a boy's show. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's nothing here for a 29 year old woman. Um, I would even say Avatar The Last Airbender, because this yeah. started the same year. Oh, wow. These shows feel so different from each other. Yeah, uh, which is also why Avatar is, like, at the status. that it, it, yeah. it's, it's that, because it is really good. And I, I, I think in the long run, yeah, it's still a lot better mm-hmm. than Ben t- t- 10. But I think... Immediately after season one, they, 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 they were just like, oh, we need to take notes. <laughs> we need <laughs> to start doing some stuff that they're up to. Up to. Yeah. Um, which it, it that really shows. But I, I think even Avatar The Last Airbender didn't have the like, this is a boy show or this is a girl yeah. show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it still kind of came before the wave of cartoons that came with Adventure Time and mm. the regular show and stuff like that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's. I wasn't expecting something only 14 years old to feel dated in this way. I was expecting like, okay, the animation might be a little clunkier and there will be kind of old, outdated pop culture jokes or the humor won't feel as good or they'll be using like, uh, like there's one point where they have to pull out a paper map. Like Ben is kidnapped and he says, oh, I'm on like uh, Whitney. And they're like, Whitney Street, Whitney Road, Whitney Court. Well, we have to find every one of them on this paper map and drive to all of them. Like, I was expecting more of things like that. But I had never really thought about how socially different in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, what the show thinks little kids are and, like, little boys are. I, I never really thought about how much that has changed in, like, the last 14 years. Yeah. Yeah, that, I I didn't think about that. Cause I guess for me, it's one of those things that like I know what a paper map it, 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 it is. Like I've seen them, I've used them. My dad used to buy them all the t- mm-hmm. t- t- time. Like, oh, we need to put that in the like behind the seat pouch yeah. and just keep them there and i'm and and then like and there's me is like you know you can just like use map quest there's Mm -hmm. you you can print these off online you don't have to buy it yeah and then and then it was like dad you know you can just use your phone like yeah (laughs) um yeah i didn't think about that huh interesting another thing that surprised me about this show is that in 13 episodes, neither of the kids gets a crush, and they also don't really develop any other friends. Like, Ben is kind, he kind of tries to be friends with Kevin Eleven, but mm-hmm. I, there's no other kids in the show. It's so insulated. It is Grandpa, Ben, and Gwen, and an assortment of like adult villains and monsters and aliens. Yes. There's no other kids besides them. It's, it's weird. It changes. Okay, in season good, two good. and beyond. I want them to have peers. I want to see them like have yeah. friends and crushes and so, things like that. Ro- like teen rivals, their own age. I, I guess to just kind of get all of this out of the way. The stuff that changes kind of from season two going on is, yeah. yeah, I mentioned they have like more involved story lines. It's not mm-hmm. as much of a monster of the week. Um it's, it'll be like a monster of the month and it, okay. it'll be like three or four a- 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 episodes or stuff like that or there's you know more encounters with vilgax and stuff like that mm-hmm. um kevin 11 starts to become more of a major character okay um gwen gets more outings as lucky girl so they start to build her character uh, we also learn a lot more about the pl- the plumbers, uh, yeah. who they are, who they were, what happened to them. Uh, I think we get a number of flashbacks too, so we see like a young grandpa when he's still in his prime, and just like his encounters, because like they 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 hinted at it. From episode one and the mm-hmm. further it got in the series, it was like, the, he knows some stuff. What does he know? 
Like, that's w- the one thing I knew about the show besides the basic crim- premise of, boy, has uh, Alien Watch travels mm-hmm. with Grandpa and Cousin, turns in Aliens fight stuff. I knew that Grandpa was like, oh, I'm a plumber, but that was always a metaphor yeah. for, oh, I kind of fix the... Ex- I fix the worldly piping. I make sure that, like, alien and human technology and, you know, interactions mm-hmm. run smoothly. There's no blocks in the pipes of, you know, extraterrestrial life. Like, I caught the episode where he explains that. Like, yeah. I'm not really a plumber. He basically is a man in black. So, yeah, I I don't know uh, what my perspective. but for aliens. Yeah, I don't know what my perspective would have been if I didn't know that going into it. I probably would have also really picked up on, oh, Grandpa knows something. He, there's no way he's just a normal Grandpa. Yeah. Um, so we we learn more about him. Uh, we learn more about Vilgax and what he's up t- to and why he wants the Omnitri- Omnitrix. Uh, and then we also learn a lot more about what the Omnitrix actually is is who made it why Mm -hmm. they made it like all of that stuff um and they do end up starting to develop crushes and stuff like that um so yeah there there is more a lot more of like what you would expect from maybe a more modern cartoon as it continues and i think though that that's something that I actually, in the long run, really like about the show is that they don't just shoehorn it all in at the start. Like, hey, here's 30 characters. Here's all of their all of their friends. Who's who's their crushes and all that stuff. And it it slowly builds it up over time. So by time you look back at the end of season three or who knows what you're just like wow we've come a long ways good i'm i'm glad it did that like i'm watching this and i'm not thinking oh they'll never get there i don't believe these are priorities for the creators like i could tell this was not your priority in season one like you wanted to make a cool sci-fi action adventure show and Mm -hmm. you did all those aspects of the show are fantastic. It just feels like there's something missing. And I tried to think about it as like a 14-year-old girl, 14, 15. Like if I had watched this while it was originally airing, like what would I have missed? And I think I also would have missed like I wish this had more jokes. I wish it was a little bit sillier like mm-hmm. uh, like Teen Titans. I think Teen Titans was yes. like – one of the like last couple cartoons I watched at that age before I felt like I was kind of growing out of cartoons and I watched more adult shows. And like, I liked how that could be kind of goofy that it jokes in it. I liked the social interactions between those five young characters. And I think as a teen, I would have looked for something more like that from the show, but I agree with you. I am glad that they like, didn't try to do everything at once. They're like, let's make sure mm-hmm. we do one thing well, and then we'll go on to tackle the rest of what pieces the story might need to become this fully fleshed out thing. Yeah. Uh, so according to Wikipedia, Ben 10 was also the very first thing that they made. Man of action made, or at least the first cartoon. Like they'd been 
making comics and stuff like that i'm sure i'm sure like on Mm -hmm. on their own but as man of action um ben 10 was their their first thing so i i I think this really was a learning experience for them of just like how how do we do this how do we make cartoon how 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 does cartoon yes (laughs) right um and so I, I, I think, unfortunately, that really shows in this mm-hmm. first season where it's like they they got a lot of the groundwork laid, but yeah. it still hadn't come together yet. Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, you have all of the ingredients. Now make a cake. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this feels and- like they just made a cake. And there's like no frostings or layerings or fillings or anything on it. It's just like, here's a nine by 13 block of yellow cake. And it's like, or, okay, where's the yeah, rest of it, this? It's, 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 it's like me trying to make a cake for a first time where it's like, okay, I think I followed the directions. I think I measured that right. I don't know. It doesn't look exactly right but it's still yeah. recognizable as a cake and then yes. i'm putting the uh, 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 icing on and it's like tearing it up and stuff like that i'm just like uh-oh uh well there's icing on it but... <laughs> <laughs> it's done here you go mom happy birthday <laughs> it's all of the ingredients of the cake <laughs> but yeah it it ends up turning into something that i really like good can i ask you what is the difference between all of these different series of ben 10 because i was never really sure what's a continuation and what's a reboot just Uh, as like the only reboot occasionally seeing commercials on cartoon network the only reboot is the ben 10 series from 2016 okay um the other series, uh, Ben 10, well, Ben 10 was the original one yes. in 2005. Ben 10 Alien Force came out in 2008. That's the follow-up series. Ben 10 Ultimate Alien is the third one. And then Ben 10 Omniverse is the final one in that, like, original. Okay. Original series um so alien force which is the second series that they made takes place five years after ben 10 and takes a darker turn good he's he's now five years older they're in i guess like high school ish young high school start of high school uh then let's see Ultimate Alien was slated to premiere after the series finale, Ben 10, Alien Force on March, blah, 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 but actually premiered April 23rd in the U.S. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, the, the plot follows on from Ben 10, Alien Force, set one year after the events of the previous series. The Omnitrix has been destroyed. Oh. And Ben must learn to master the incredible and in. C- c- comprehensible secrets of the Ultimatrix. Who? Gauntlet like version of the old Omnitrix. Tr- 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 
Terex that only gives him access. Uh, oh, that not only gives him access to all of his original alien abilities, but also allows him to evolve his alien forms into far much stronger and more powerful versions called ultimate forms like a digimon kind of like a pokemon yeah uh so yeah like stuff like that happens along the way i know i know i don't remember which series it takes place in they travel to the future he meets ben 10,000 wow because instead of just 10 alien species in his little watch thing he has 10,000 and he can be almost anything he wants to be wow um stuff like that so which was your favorite alien uh i think my favorite is the red one it's it's four arms yeah it's the four arms it's kind of the least interesting one because it's just Mm -hmm. like he's the strong guy yeah but like when he shows up there are moments that really make me think it's a hell boy show especially in the lucky girl episode uh because they're fighting more of a supernatural thing rather than it's like oh it's aliens it's like yeah. no this is magic and mm-hmm. demons and stuff like that so here's this like big red monster i'm like this is like a hell boy cartoon <laughs> cartoon that's sweet um so yeah i, I think my favorite one. was the ghost one i don't remember his name but I just he does it. have names. Yeah, I got all, some I of their names, remember. but not all of them. Like there's forearms and gray matter and uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, wet boy. I forget the names. But the ghost one I liked. I mostly liked that voice. Just hearing what this bratty 10-year-old boy would be saying in this eerie ghost voice was really entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have a favorite episode? Uh, I really liked that tourist trap episode. Okay. I think that did of my favorite joke from the series where they go to this little town that's full of like tourist traps and roadside attractions and they meet the mayor and then they're going into one of these attractions. Mind of the sands. (laughs) It's the same guy there taking the ticket and they're like, aren't you also the mayor? And he just says like, the heavy head that wears the crown is also burdened by many other hats. (laughs) Yeah, he who wears the crown is burdened by many hats. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that one a lot. That was a good one. That's also uh, one where you like kind of start to see Ben and Gwen have some sort of camaraderie because there's a montage mm-hmm. of just like a bunch of Polaroids of them messing around in every roadside attraction. Yeah. And it's because then they have a common enemy, which is how boring this place is. <laughs> So they're yeah. not fighting with each other in these still photographs with no dialogue over them. So that's as much as we get of Ben and Quinn being a team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I liked... I, I, hmm. I, I think for me it's a tie 
between the one where they go and visit their aunt. Yeah. Because that one to me seems like the most like out of place. It felt like, like a they, goosebumps. They go in, yeah. Yeah, where they go into an environment that should be completely normal, but there's mm-hmm. these a- aliens that are like have taken over all the old people and they're like in plain sight, but they're in d- 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 in d- disguise. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I liked that one because they would like drive by and the old guy would be at the window and you just see him be like, and his face would get all messed yeah. up and they're like what was that did you just see that no huh, huh. okay weird <laughs> yeah i don't know if that was uh, that wasn't my overall favorite episode but i really liked that monster yeah it 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 it, it had good atmosphere yeah to it. Like something is off here yes right? um and then i think the other one i like is the series or the season finale mm-hmm. when things start to come together? When Vilgagax is now fighting Ben Ten and he is whooping his ass, it's 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 like a Thanos moment mm-hmm. from the Marvel movies. Um, but like that is the first one where everything starts to come together yeah they're working together he's fighting for his family secrets are coming out you Mm -hmm. what is this organization the 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 plumber you know who vilgax is what is going on here and it's just like they're about to get into it this is awesome Mm -hmm. so that's what i liked and then i think number three would be lucky girl Mm-hmm. So I think we see more of that villain too. Oh, nice! Because we I... see all the a- aliens that Ben f- f- heights and stuff like that. Gwen's villains are more like magic or technology based mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then Kevin Eleven eventually c- comes in more season two and three. He's more of the anti-hero. Yeah. He ends up being the, like, reluctant hero. Uh, but he ends up bringing more of the just, like, seedy underworld. Like, the the punk yeah. kids who are at the, arca- the arcade and stuff like that. And so I think finally once we get into all of that, it makes mm-hmm. for a good variety. A good. And, and then there was the organization we haven't really spoken much of yet i i don't remember off the top of my head what they're called but the ones that are are called the the organization uh, oh well yeah there you go i'm a poet and i didn't even know it um (laughs) yeah they're like these templar knights yeah but they're after the aliens they're kind of a foil for everyone but have more connection to the plumbers and stuff like like they're the ri- ri- rivals for the plumbers, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it eventually all starts to just be like, oh man, this is so good. Mm-hmm. Everything is mixing. It's a, it's an actual cake this time, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's got your name on it and everything. 
<laughs> yeah. So. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. I liked it. Um, my last question is what would you like to see more of? Of the stuff that we saw, mm-hmm. what would you like to see more of? I was curious about the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. Do we get to learn more about them later? Eventually, yes. Okay. Because, like, Ben and Gwen keep fighting, and, like, their parents clearly must be siblings. What's their relationship like? You know, are they have they always been at each other's throats like this? Are they good friends? They're like, you know, it's kind of a disappointment that our kids don't get along with each other. How much yeah. did they know about Grandpa's plumbing past? What are they up to? That and it's I know it's like this cartoon premise that we're not supposed to look that deep into, but I'm like, right. how long are they supposed to be gone with Grandpa? Like Gravity Falls, like I think specifically sets out. Uh, our parents sent us up here to just sort of live in the woods for the summer with our great uncle. Get out mm-hmm. of like I think they they're from like Southern California. I think might be inferred in that show. So it's like, yeah, hey, get up there, you know, rough it for a little bit, see your grandpa. And like, what's the case here? Like, what? Why are they not? Is there a specific reason where it's like, oh, go spend time with grandpa? Or like, what are their parents doing? Like, I know it was something I wasn't supposed to be thinking about, but I kept thinking about it. Like, where are their parents? What are they doing? What kind of lives do they leave? What what homes do these kids come from? Mm-hmm. What do they miss back there? They're so far away from home this whole time. All they have this R- is this RV they keep traveling around in. Like, what are they missing? That's kind of a rough life for a kid, even if you don't have aliens to worry about. So yeah. it's, the, the things an adult worries about, that's what I, I was wondering. Yeah. I... I think for me, one of the big things that's missing in season one that I would have liked to see mm-hmm. more of is just them trying to figure out what the Omnitrix is. Like, they yeah. almost don't pay any mind to it. It's a thing. Just, it works. That's it. They accept it as a part of their lives so early on. Yeah. And I, I want more. I mean, we, we did get to see some moments where it's like huh it's not working exactly right and stuff like that why is that happening you know yeah and like it Um, wouldn't be working in one episode and then it would seem like it's working fine in the next episode i'm like did you tinker with it how do you tinker with it like what are you doing to maintain and upkeep and like learn about the omni tricks yeah which thankfully some of that stuff comes down down the road so that is a good thing. Um, but yeah. I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. But I have to say for Ben 10. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I, I liked it. And you said this is something you have returned to a couple times? Yeah, just to kind of like put on in the back around. Okay. Stuff like that. Nice. So. I, I was wondering, is this something I would introduce to a child? And I think if they were, like, really into a sci-fi action story, this is a decent one on that front. I think there's, like, a right age for this. Like, before they're a teenager, but Mm -hmm. when they're in that, like, 
rebellious phase where they're like, but I'm not a kid. Right? It's like, I just want to yeah. play video games. I don't like my sister. She's st stupid. Yeah, like right <laughs> at 10. I yeah. think like Ben should be 10. He should not like, be older or younger. 8 to 12. Like yes. that, I, I think, is the target audience. Mm -hmm. um, where, whereas then there was me who was watching it when I was like 22 and being like, this is awesome. <laughs> This is great. I like this. And Ben 10. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> I can't make fun of you. My 22nd birthday was princess themed. <laughs> Perfect. We are the target audience. <laughs> 22 year olds named Melissa and Kyle. <laughs> it was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you had to recommend, if if they liked this show, what else might they like? Ah, uh, definitely Gravity Falls. That's what it made me think mm -hmm. of the most, which is a lot more uh, supernatural as opposed to it's a lot more paranormal as opposed to sci-fi. But sure. it's got that same like two kids, uh, an older male figure. Uh, kind of weird monster of the week. They've got like a, a mysterious object that kind of guides them to learning about things. It's like a, a mm -hmm. more m mature sort of heartfelt and way funnier version of Ben 10. Gravity Falls is really <laughs> funny. I feel like cartoons in general are so much funnier now. Like mm -hmm. Ben 10 was clearly like an action show and it yeah. was there to do action. And now like the genre lines are so much fuzzier and all, all the shows can also be comedies. Yes. Uh, I would recommend Ultimate Spider-Man, mm. which is also made by Man of Is that the one Action. With Drake Bell? I don't know. I don't is, remember. Is this the one where Aunt May has got like this really cute short pixie cut and she dates like Maybe. Agent Coulson? Maybe. Okay. Um I I've seen like the first season of that show. I have one of the like cheap dollar store cups <laughs> of Ultimate spider-man uh but that was really funny i remember it b being pretty good uh we've also mentioned avatar the last airbender mm -hmm. that was a fantastic show um i'm trying to think is there something else there was i had something on the tip of my tongue now i don't remember what it was oh star wars clone wars Mm-hmm. Because I mentioned that at the start. Yeah. That's a fantastic show. And it's on Disney Plus, along with Star Wars Re Re Rebels, which is oh. the follow-up to uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. I'd also like to recommend Danny Phantom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny Phantom's great. Nobody talks about it enough. Danny Phantom. There you go. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, that is what we would recommend if you guys liked Ben 10. Melissa. Yes. It's your turn to pitch. What I do you got for me? Is. So it's your birthday this week, Kyle, correct? Mm-hmm. Tuesday. Okay. 
because for a lot of this time, I believed your birthday was a, in a completely different part of the year because <laughs> your old like Twitter handle had the number 315 in it. And I presumed by the laws of the Internet, that must be your birthday. So I always <laughs> thought your birthday was March 15th. And so I remember pitching you something that week saying, and here's something I think you'll specifically like just for you for your birthday. And you're like, my birthday's in November. November. <laughs> Technically, that was the like my house number at an old house that I li li lived at. It was also the birthday of the girl that I liked back then. Aww. So there you go. Th that Cute. wasn't planned, but it, it was just like, oh. It happens to be her birthday. Okay. Cute. Bait. <laughs> but now that it is really your birthday, I have picked out three movies that are all about things you love. I have a movie about giant robots, movie okay. about video games, movie about time travel. Here we go. <laughs> and if I'm correct, these are all movies you haven't seen, or at least that you don't know well. So these okay. are three fun birthday surprises for Kyle. Okay. Our giant mm -hmm. robot pick is, of course, one of my personal favorites, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim, you're right. I have not seen that one. This is directed by Guillermo del Toro. I believe this is from 2012. And this is a fantastic original story where in the future, these giant kaiju just come rising up out of like a mysterious tectonic rift in the like Pacific Ocean. And they, they just storm to the land and start attacking people. And this has been going on for decades and they're encroaching deeper and deeper into the coastlines. And it's this world where like everybody like huddles together in these shelters and most of mainland society still survives. And they've created these massive giant robots called Jaegers that are piloted by two people who like cybernetically link to each other and to the robot. So it's this perfect united partnership. And they Synchronized just like. Swimming. Yeah. In giant robots. And they just mocap <laughs> these robots around. It's such a fun movie. Okay. Yeah. That's pitch number one. And pitch it number stars two. Idris Elba. Right. Idris Elba. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Uh, uh, Rinko Kikuchi. Paul. Uh, Ron Perlman. Um, okay. Charlie Day. Burn Gorham, others. That's, Clifton Collins that's an Jr. Interesting Great name, Burn Gorham. I'm pretty sure that's his name. He's one like of those stab, guys who like shoot, 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 shoot him, stab, maim him. <laughs> Burn my Gorham. Ar my name's Arson Murderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, pitch number two. Pitch number two is the video game movie. This is another personal favorite of mine I think you'd love. This is Disney's Wreck-It Ralph. I also have not seen this one. But it is this, on Disney Plus. It is. And I own the Blu-ray of it. And I've watched it several times. I really like this one. This one is also from, I think, 2011 or 2012. I forget if it was before or after Frozen. They were both around that time. This is a movie about an arcade where the worlds within the arcade games are all real. Those are all living little people in there and they can travel like to the other video games within this arcade. And mm -hmm. Wreck-It Ralph is this big kind of like Donkey Kong kind of character that he's just there to like demolish stuff while another like more photogenic hero defeats him. And he's tired of being the villain. 
over and over and over again. He's stuck in this path. He can't change it. So he breaks into another game and he ends up releasing this virus that will like <laughs> infect everything in the arcade if he doesn't team up with like other video game characters to stop it. Mm-hmm. And it's got some wonderful original video games in here that they made up just for the film and tons and tons of cameos by other characters. Like I'm looking yeah. at the DVD cover and we've got Sonic, Eggman, there's a Pac-Man ghost, there's Qbert, there's Zangief, like mm-hmm. a real loving tribute to video games is in this. Cool. And it even works on me who doesn't know a dang thing about video games. Speaking of video games Mm -hmm. and Guillermo del Toro I've been playing Death Stranding in which they've like his likeness is one of the characters yeah you play as Norman Reedus who's in 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 that film there's a whole bunch of big actors and they're literally big like isn't one of them a giant in the game Nope. Was this a trailer? Was this an old early trailer? I swear Norman Reedus was like several stories tall. Did I make this up? You might be dreaming it. Okay. All right. Unless there's a a thing that I haven't gotten to yet. (laughs) Okay. Nobody's a giant. Whoops. Pitch number three is the time travel movie. This is a movie I've never seen, so this could be a surprise Mm. for both of us. This is the 2004 indie film Primer. Oh. And I've heard that this movie is, like, very detailed and granular about specifically, physically, how time travel would work. And the guys did it on, like, no budget. And it's just scripted really tightly. Like, it's more of a thought exercise and a layout of exposition than it is a film. But I've heard, I've always heard this put up there as, like, one of the best investigations into what time travel could do in any story. And the actual little synopsis for it is intellectual engineers Aaron and Abe build and sell error-checking technology with the help of their friends Robert and Philip. But when Aaron and Abe accidentally invent what they think is a time machine, Abe builds a version capable of transporting a human and puts the device to the test. As the two friends obsess over their creation, they discover the dark consequences of their actions. I have heard this movie is very different mm-hmm. every time you watch it. Ooh, interesting. Because it's one of those things like by the end of the film, you learn something. And so then you go back and watch it with that knowledge. And you're just like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> no way. And, and then you like watch the like, And then with that new perspective you learn something else and then you like go back and it's just like what is going on this is ridiculous um so there you go pitch number one was specific ram pitch Mm -hmm. number two was wreck it ralph and pitch number three is primer Mm -hmm. oh man i don't know um these are all good (laughs) i i think i'm most interested in primer okay 
because I've, I've I've heard so much like this is just this is yeah. gonna explode your mind. So I'm excited. I'm scared. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're the one that picked this. You're the one that's just gonna be dealing with a. Kyle, an you're app. doing this to yourself. You're For doing your this to yourself. <laughs> I am okay. my own worst enemy. You're gonna watch a primer. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, that is what we will do for next week then. Mm -hmm. Melissa, where can the people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Whatnots on Twitter if you guys want to stay up to date with our shows. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, sell your soul. You guys know all, all those things. Uh, we could absolutely use your help getting some reviews yeah. on iTunes and Google Play and stuff like that, wherever you guys do that stuff. Um, yeah, that'd be good. That would help us out mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, I guess that's it, though. This has been episode 84 of the Whatnots yeah. Review Show. We will be back next week with Primer. Mm-hmm. A very intense time travel show. Yeah. Movie. Movie. I'm already lost. I haven't even seen it yet. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with that next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>